Finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City. How dare you, little jabroni, come on to the rock show, come on to the people's show, come on to the premiere show. Wrestling is trash. And run your mouth about how you're the WWE champion and run your mouth about how you're the game. Well, The Rock says, if you are the game, then quite frankly, you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! <laughs> so, we're back. Another episode. I mean, you, you heard me rant and rave the last time and everything. I ain't got no show intro for this motherfucker, so I mean, it's kind of awkward just doing somewhat of a cold open, but what you're listening to right now is... Yeah, damn, and I... When I say it out loud like that, when I say is, like I'm setting up to say the title, because there's is in the title as well. So what you're listening to now, the show is called Wrestling Is Trash. So, I mean, if you listen to episode one, you understand why I named it or the lack of understanding of why I named it this show. <laughs> so any case, I got a guest with me this time. Um, guess, go ahead. You got the referees count of 10 to introduce yourself. What's going on, everyone? My name is Nick Anicelli from Johnson, Rhode Island. I know the infamous B-Rob from our time together in the Marine Corps. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Anicelli, A-N-N-I-C-E-L-O-I. And I'm looking forward to doing the show. Oh, you made it back in the ring in time. You didn't you utilize the full 10 count. <laughs> yeah, I like to win. <laughs> so how you doing, man? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yourself? Hanging in there. Um, hey, it's good. Yeah, I said before before we got on, you was telling me about how you was listening to the funny moments of Kevin Owens on uh, WWE television. Yeah, so that was that it. man. The, the, yeah, the man. The man's just hysterical. Everything he does, how so he messes up the commentator's name on purpose, risks on Byron Saxton for being a failure in wrestling. It's just hysterical. He's just full savage. Did, did you uh, remember the time when uh, Enzo was still around or whatever? He was doing the little running man dance on the apron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, wow, speaking of that guy, I wonder what he's doing. Now he's a rapper. So say. Yeah, so say, real one. I don't think I would listen to him, but I'm pretty big into the rap music. So you haven't heard anything that he's put out so far? He has only two songs, I think. I don't know. I kind of refuse to. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to play anything on here, but um, there are two songs that he released. Both of them have a video. I will give him credit for the concept of both videos. They are great. Well, I wouldn't say great. They're nice. There's some good, decent quality videos. Um, The music itself, the beats or whatnot are pretty decent. It's just him on the beats is what's kind of throwing the feng shui of all that music off. (laughs) Yeah, you know, especially with like all these new artists and new albums. Like I'm a huge Travis Scott fan and like I can't just be in my car jamming out Travis Scott to Enzo. Yeah, so I mean, you get those goosebumps every time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here, and we are partaking in the uh, wrestling is trash. We do have some questions that were fielded from you, the audience, which um, I got from our Twitter account, which you can follow at wrestling b trash. That's wrestling b as in boy and trash, not because wrestling is trash was taken is because if I put one more letter in that name Twitter wouldn't accept it so I mean that's why I had to go with B rather than is so let's see internet just ruins everything first question comes from Secrets Transmission Podcast you can follow them on Twitter at Secret Trans Pod and the question is as far as guests go if I had to make a Cody Rhodes style list of a uh, guest for this show here, the Wrestling is Trash show, who would be on the guest list? So, I mean, you're my guest as well. So, I mean, I had you at the top of the list right there. So, Mr. Nick Anacelli, I'm already living the dream from my list right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the truth, man, because, like, t- t- tell me if I'm wrong or not. Anytime you've called me on my personal cell phone 
it's been in the vein of, uh, you know, hey, what's up? How you doing? Did you see Monday Night Raw? Some shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah, we always talk about everything that's going on in the current wrestling scene. Yeah, so for me, um, embarking on this uh, wrestling podcast journey, you uh, genuinely were at the top of my list to have you on the show so we can talk some wrestling. Because anytime, <laughs> and you know this, you get on the phone, I was like, dog, why are we not recording this right now? <laughs> You literally say that every time we're on the phone. <laughs> I said it, uh, what, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday while I was in Walmart? I was like, why the fuck is you talking to me about wrestling? We could be recording this. <laughs> I was kind of upset that you weren't already recording yourself at Walmart, but instead you were talking to me on the phone. Yeah, I mean, I, I should probably just bring an extra phone so I can talk to you and record myself in Walmart, you know? That'd be a huge hit. You know what? I, I tell you what, I got a fancy camera right here. My son taking theater tech, so he's setting up stage props and plays and all this other bullshit. Maybe he can walk around and be my cameraman while we just do random shit in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> People would be looking at you all crazy. Hey, man, I've done it before. <laughs> hey, when it comes to Walmart, you can do anything at Walmart. You can dress how you want. You can look how you want. You can do how you want. That's what the greatest thing is about Walmart. And aside- no one it's a judge-free zone. And and a side note before we um answer the question from the Secret Transmission podcast, um, I just applied for sponsorship <laughs> through Walmart. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like no would. shit, no shit. Like I went to their corporate website or whatever, and I just I wrote them an email. I was like, "Who would I need to talk to? This is what I'm trying to do. Sponsor me, motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this episode is brought to you by Walmart. Yeah, see, and that's the thing about it, though. I mean. You know, it sounds like a goof as a gag or whatever, but like if somebody actually responded to me with some shit, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I know. Walmart's huge, so that'd be a great sponsor to have. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to take your shots, baby. You know, you, you, you can't yeah, you can't fail if you don't try. The American dream. Yeah. But to answer the question, all right, I mean, you, you were number one on the list, so I can check you off, scratch that off. But I mean... Shit, man, I don't know really who I would want, you know, like, I guess, I guess we looking at it celebrity wise, you know, um, I would be happy with, with anybody to come on this motherfucker to just bullshit and talk wrestling. Cause I mean, I'd honestly, if I had to pick someone though, if I'm thinking like actual like celebrities, like if it can go as big as I want, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to sit down with like one of the old vets, like Taker or Rock or Austin and see what they think of the current product and who they think's big and all that. Usually they're right. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Taker might be a little more feasible because, I mean, y- y- you know, because, like, you know when it's coming to the end for that character or whatever, or at least what I perceive it to be. I mean, I got a whole fucking big rant about it, you know, the, the first episode. But I- I'm in, to even touch on that, I'm not against a man providing for his family a man being loyal to a company that's put food on his table a man that feels like he still has it enough in him to contribute to professional wrestling you know i'm not mad about that stuff i mean anything that i stated last on the last episode is just from me my perspective you know me being one person or whatever you know i I can only i'm only i'm thinking about it as like if he if i were him I would have been done a long time ago, you know? So, I mean, I'm not mad at him for making money for his family to t- feed himself and his kids and all that stuff. So it's nothing like that. But as a fan looking at it, I was just like, you need to take your old ass the fuck home. <laughs> See, I'm the complete opposite. I still love seeing Taker. Yeah, he still can't, he can't do certain things like he used to be able to do. But as a fan, I love seeing him, especially knowing WrestleMania is coming around the corner. I read he's supposed to be at 35, which I'm going to. Mm-hmm. So obviously as a fan, I'm excited to at least see it one more time. So maybe that's why I feel that way, because I want to see him one more time. Maybe yeah. after WrestleMania, I'm the, all right, man, go the fuck home. I thought <laughs> you did. Yeah, and see, you know, what even, you know, pounded it in a little more for me is like, I saw him at my very first WrestleMania, and that was when he took on Bray Wyatt. And you know how clunky that was so i was just like oh lord man that last one should have been his last one you know yeah i don't know though but at super showdown he him and triple h actually did put on a pretty decent match he was taking some pretty hard hits more than usual mm-hmm. and then, you maybe know, because he trusts maybe because he trusts triple h more i don't know 
Yeah, and that's the thing about it or whatever. It's just like when you have somebody with the tenure of the Undertaker, you know, in a condition that he's in. I mean, I don't know him personally, but like you would want to go in there and wrestle with somebody that you have some kind of chemistry with, someone that you're familiar with. Because, I mean, if you go in there with like fucking Finn Balor that you probably haven't spent five minutes in the same room with, I mean, just from my assumptions. It's just like, how is that going to translate? How is that going to work? You know, being comfortable with that person, you know, only never, exactly. never working with them before. Exactly. So, I mean. And then I have a question for you once you're done with your questions. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. Fire it off. Who do you think is going to be the next Undertaker? Like, so obviously he's been doing this damn near 30 years on WWE program. And every time you hear the bells, you know, every time you hear him pull, Everywhere, probably people at home and in the place lose their shit. Yeah. Who do you think is going to have that effect? Who or could have that current effect that's on the current roster right now? I don't know, man. It's just like they're the only person that came close to it was Bray Wyatt, and they was just all over the fucking place with him now, you know. And I, you know, I still think he's salvageable too. I mean, he still can be that person, but they just got to do it right. So, no, I'm not saying as far as character-wise. Like, I'm saying 30 years from now, you're watching Raw, and that person who's a current superstar right now makes their entrance. Who's, who's that person right now that makes you lose your shit? Like, me? I think Seth Rollins has what it takes to be that guy. Like, 25 years, and probably not being as damn near crazy. Mm-hmm. But he's always going to have that effect like The Undertaker does. Because you hear him when he's a heel. Since he's that shield split, obviously came back, all that. He's heel, loved him. They've loved him. Faith. Everyone loves him even more now at space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. It's kind of hard to say because, like, um, I know who I like. But, you know, if, say, you know, God forbid they were stricken with an injury right now at this moment and they could no longer wrestle for, let's just say, five years. And then five years later, that person came back. I don't know if I'd be like, ah, I'm losing my shit. Is this motherfucker here? But I'd just be like, oh, he's all right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Like, I bet you if AJ Styles went out for five years and came back, everyone probably enough. Well, yeah, I mean, you just see, you bring him up, and I, I think he has the potential to be that person or whatever. But I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, I think I WWE, WWE loves him. That man's been in WWE since 2016. He's had his title majority of his time on the active roster. Yeah. Now, I mean, even on the other end of the spectrum or whatever, I mean, what do you think about Shinsuke? I mean, I'm not saying, like, for your question or whatever, but, like, just in general, what do you think about that guy? I don't know. I think they kind of dropped the ball by not putting the title on him at Mania. The heel turn was good, but I think they should have gave him the title. Like, right now, that United States Championship, it's dry. It's dry. And like they're in a dead zone with Shinsuke. But what I think it might be, I was reading an article on another Japanese talent with Asuka. Mm-hmm. They were saying the reason, one of her reasons, the push kind of didn't go through is because Vince doesn't like her mic ability. So maybe that could be the same thing with Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be part of the reason. I don't think it should because both of them in NXT were a huge hit. So yeah. I, I don't think the audience really cares that they can't talk 100% fluid English. It's all about the talent. Mm. It, but then I heard they're trying to keep it on Styles to beat Punk turn. You know, yeah. there's so many things. I don't mind that Styles still has it, but I think they dropped the ball in Nakamura. Yeah. And, you know, and it's sad because, like, I mean, I know you're not a avid uh, New Japan watcher mm-hmm. or whatever, but um, I think when I started watching New Japan was Wrestle Kingdom 9, and one of the main things that kept me hooked was Nakamura, you know, seeing him and um, his matches and everything and just his presence and whatnot, it kept me entertained. And then like knowing what I know now about, you know, what he used to do and what he used to be over there to see what he's doing here. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, so I've gone back and watched some of his stuff. Like I said, I got to get up on my New Japan a little bit. Maybe when I move to Japan after this, I'll actually go to New Japan. But, uh, you know, I got I got to see. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. They definitely dropped the ball. Not, there's so many people that dropped the ball, with, in my opinion. Yeah. And, Dan, we, we kind of straight off the question, but, like, um, we got The Undertaker on the list. We got um, even looking at Cody Rhodes' list right here, he got Chris Hero on here. I, he seems like a person that I would, you know, hang out with, probably get some burgers and shit, you know, get a, get a gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um... What else? Who else? Who else? Who else? 
What about Jason Statham? I get Jason Statham on the show to talk about professional wrestling. I mean, he did a movie with Stone Cold, you know, The Expendables. So, and he did, he's done a few with The Rock. Yeah, see, see. And then they got a movie coming out together. So I think yeah, Jason. Yeah, so I, I think it'd be nice to see his outtake. <laughs> yeah. So Jason Statham, we got The Undertaker. Who else? Um, what's um what's old girl from uh Guardians of the Galaxy, the green girl? Oh, uh, I know, I know you're talking about, but I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Yeah, Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, not her, yeah, not yeah. the character, but the person who plays her. Yeah, the the the, the actress. Yeah, I was about to say he's always yeah. Aldana, but that's the motherfucker in the new Spider Man. <laughs> some shit, I don't know. You should. Uh... We'll throw, uh, you should throw Britney Spears on the list. See what she has to say. Well, shit, she's from Louisiana, so I mean, that's that's my 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 uh, statesman, my stateswoman. So yeah, true, true. Could get her then. Maybe, maybe give her a shout out. Yeah, shout out to Britney Spears. <laughs> I think she went to um, school around where I live at. You know, so that's kind of cool. Fun facts. <laughs> but let's move on. To- my fun, my fun fact of hometown heroes. If you want to get technical. I went to the same high school as Pauly D. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, hey both people in are in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I- I'll give you that one. You put him on the list, too, just because you know Okay. Him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Crumb. You can follow him on Twitter at Casual Crumb. He also hosts a podcast called Casual Sex with Crumb. Um, his question is, what are our thoughts on the rumored exodus from New Japan Pro Wrestling? So um, to kind of fill you in, because I know you're not too much up on New Japan. Um, there's been a leadership change over there, um, a change in management. And um, a lot of the talent there that's been, you know, some of the mainstays and some of the newer people even are kind of, you know, upset with the changes and whatnot from what I've um, breezed over. I didn't look into it any further than you know what i'm talking about now and um some of the um, popular talent are thinking about leaving and going elsewhere getting from up under new japan is that the, is that what you're talking about with the whole the young box and cody all their contracting is ending on like january 1st yeah something like that yeah so i mean there's rumors about those guys even leaving there and maybe signing up with wwe and you know just rumors pretty much i wouldn't mind seeing a uh you know, a, a Bullet Club Shield match like Cody, maybe Cody, Young Bucks, all of them against Shield. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. But a, I just, I don't see it going too far, especially with the Young Bucks. I think they're an amazing talent, and I love watching them. Cody, I think if Cody Rhodes goes back, he'll do something big. I think they'll realize it. And maybe one world title run. But look at all these other guys they've got. Who from New Japan, honestly, in the past few years have really succeeded in WWE? Balor had that one universal title win, which I think they were going to go big with them in 2016. That kind of stopped. But think about it. Gallows and Anderson, they had one tag team title run in the beginning. Mm. Gone. Nakamura, pretty much gone. He's the United States Championship, but they're not. He wasn't even on like the past pay-per-view. Yeah. And then, I mean, the only one that's kind of like, you know, strutting and striving is goddamn AJ Styles. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's because they... They they realized they missed a, a lot of opportunities with him back from the day. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's just like um, New Japan is a good product. You know, it's nowhere in the same lane as WWE. And I, I, I don't, and I'm not saying that disrespectfully. It's just like New Japan is not WWE, and it should not try to be WWE. But um, the title says Great it all match. is New. Japan, and then they, you get all these American guys that's coming in there now and kind of taking over uh, of that promotion and whatnot. So, I mean, with the you know the J- Japanese talent are there, you know that that's probably some you know sore spots there. And then um, you know just I don't know, it's just weird, man. Yeah, but like, nah, yeah, uh, nah. but like, those, I don't know what they'll do. But like those bu- the Bullet Club OG guys, like um. The orig- they got a stable there because the Bullet Club is breaking up over there so I don't even know how much you are in the know about that yeah they're all over the place they're all over the goddamn place there's the Bullet Club OGs the Bullet Club Elite and- yeah the Elite they're, they're making now do you have the thing too about like they're making their final Bullet Club shirts or some shit yeah so yeah I was doing something 
about that. So I don't know, man. It's just like it doesn't take away from the uh, wrestling that's being produced so far. But, I mean, it could damage that product in the future. I mean, you start losing talent, then you got to put in, you know, just some random motherfuckers to try to make up a show. Yeah, because you got to think, New Japan big all over the world. You know a lot of Americans, like, you know, are really watching it because of the big guys over there. Like mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, Omega, even Jericho being the IWGP, you know, and the Continental Champion. You know how many people probably tuned in for just two, two Jericho's matches and never watched ever again? Yeah, I, I know a couple of people like that. And this just just we'll pause right here. Just just to talk about Jericho in general. Um the rumor has it that he's um trying to show up at the next impact pay per view, which is tonight as we record. Yep, bound for glory. I don't know, Jericho, I get what he's trying to do. You know, Jericho, we all know he's probably the greatest at getting over talent. Mm-hmm. AKA he let Fondango be him at WrestleMania <laughs> and see how far that went. Yeah. But um I don't know. I could see going to New Japan, but I'm not an Impact guy personally. I tried my hardest to get into it. They do have good good stars and everything. It's just too hard for me to get into sometimes. If I watch it, if it's on, it's on. But I don't know. I think eventually he's going to piss off Vince. Yeah. Well, I don't even care about that. It's just what Jericho is doing in general. If those rumors are true, if he shows up at Impact of all places, bound for glory. It's just, I mean... It's good for professional wrestling. I think so anyway, because it's just like it yeah. shows everybody that like, you know, WWE is good if you have the opportunity, but it's not the end all be all. There's other places you can go and there's other things you can do. Yeah, no, I agree. Look at uh, Bully Ray, how much he hypes up, you know, Ring of Honor and all that. And they have a great product over there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it about New Japan for now. We're going to roll into the next question which comes from the Cretans Guild. You can follow them on Twitter at Cretans Guild. And the question is, which side of the Monday Night War were you on? The WCW side or the WWE, WWF side? WWF side, 100%. Well, I mean, I was on the fence, you know, because I I tried to watch both at the same time because I think uh, WCW came on an hour before Raw did. So I would watch the first hour of Raw. I mean, not, not Raw, uh, WCW. I would watch the first hour. And then when Raw came on, I would switch over to Raw and I would turn a tape recorder on to record the rest of WCW. And then... Yeah, w- yeah. WCW was great, but I don't know. I was, I've always had that and always will be WWE, WWF guy. Mm-hmm. But that, it was great. I just think towards the end, WCW was doing some dumb stuff. Yeah, who... When you think about WCW, who who are some of the the good players for you over there? Because like I, I enjoyed all the freaking uh, cruiserweights and everything. I enjoyed uh, Canyon, who was Mortis, the guy that would wear like the green outfit with the green mask and everything. Yep, yeah, that's where I really you know found my passion following Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I you gotta love you had to have loved Goldberg during his streak. I'm cashing in, cashing in. Hit that promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just throwing off guard. So, you know, for all you viewers who haven't ate today, if you know, if you're hungry, I recommend you go get the reigning, defending, undisputed burger in the whole wild world from McDonald's, the Big Mac, the greatest burger of them all. Sponsored by Paul Heyman. Oh, you still got time left. <laughs> no, nah, I know. It was like 20 seconds. That <laughs> was 20 seconds. I don't need 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, all right. That, that, that's trial and error. So we, we, we know how that goes now. <laughs> yeah, 20 seconds is a long time. Yeah, it is. Well, I guess probably we'll try to cut it down for 10. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I didn't think I did too bad. <laughs> that was more like of an yeah. ad, like a commercial or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, when you told me Big Mac, that's a little off guard. <laughs> Uh, all right it, it's a work in progress we, we'll work on that <laughs> <laughs> all right but um yeah man i i enjoyed like all the luchadors over on uh wcw and um but like honestly it was like booker t canyon or mortis um 
goddamn Psychosis, Juventud, yep. Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho. You know, um, they were great. Yeah, I mean, I think Goldberg, who what the best match I think Goldberg ever produced was um the match he had against Diamond Dallas Page. And it's just, yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, motherfucker cutting backflips and shit, and they had a whole bunch of counter reversals and everything. And you know, in DDP, one of my um, favorite wrestlers, because you know, dude started wrestling at 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way later than the average people. Yeah, but he still, you know, did what he did, and he popularized the goddamn what is known now as what the RKO or the or the cutter or whatever it is, but he wasn't the originator. You know who the originator nope. was? I've seen out a couple of people, but I'm probably not thinking of the same person as you, but you go ahead. I, you know, and I could be wrong because I did not research, but from what I understand, uh, your, your homeboy, John Laurinaitis was the one that uh, made whoa, that whoa, move whoa. Up. He ain't my homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> the ace crusher. <laughs> Johnny yeah. Ace. Hey, but DDP obviously good enough. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Is Laurinaitis his? I don't think he is. <laughs> no, Laurinaitis, no, but DDP. Yeah. And I think I Laurinaitis will be, but I think when he goes in, it's going to be as a manager. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see because um, he used to ride skateboards and shit to the ring. So that that's old footage for you to go look up. It might be on the WWE Network. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> So, I mean, and those of you who are listening right now, you're probably fact-checking me on who created the fucking the ace <laughs> cutter, crusher, diamond cutter, RKO, or whatever the fuck the move is. So, yeah. hey, if I'm wrong, kiss my ass. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next question we got comes from Rich Mount, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ragin underscore Canuck. And his question is, if you could create the perfect WWE, WCW pay-per-view calendar for a whole entire year, which way would you go? Now, I'm going to give you an example because uh, he put one here. He put his ideal uh, WCW, WWF, WWE calendar together. And it can be a combination of WCW pay-per-views and WWE, WWF pay-per-views that will span from January to December. So, the list that he put out there, January would be the Royal Rumble. Yep. February would be Super Brawl. March okay. would be WrestleMania. And he put in parentheses where it belongs. <laughs> huh. uh, April would be Slambery. May would be King of the Ring. June would be Bash at the Beach or Beach Bash, either or. July would be the Great American Bash. August would be SummerSlam. September would be Fall Brawl. And the most obvious choice for October, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, you gotta go with that. November is Survivor Series, and he's ending his year in December with Starcade. Well, I mean, I don't have any objections to that list. I think it's pretty well played, and I don't really think I have anything to, you know, go up against that. No, no, I honestly like it. It made sense with all the seasons and everything going through with it. Yes, I probably would have thrown, because I just love it, Money in the Bank. Unless they just have a Money in the Bank match at one of those pay-per-views. Yeah. Do, do you think, all right, as far as WWE is concerned, do you think that Money in the Bank, TLC, and Hell in a Cell as a whole, as a pay-per-view, should go away? Not necessarily the matches themselves, but as a pay-per-view. Those should go away. Like we were saying the other day on the fly, I think TLC and uh, Hell in the Cell definitely need to go away. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And what do you think definitely about that? What do you think about that new cage? Just, I liked it. The red was actually kind of cool. I thought it was going to be a little pain to see, but it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. And that's my favorite color, so I didn't have no no uh, qualms with it. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, yeah, I think like. Uh, you hear a lot of people say, if you're going to have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, every match in the cell. But I think that might be a little too much. Yeah, that might be a little bit overkill because, I mean, you're going to have, what, Kurt Hawkins in a squash match against somebody in Hell in the Cell? <laughs> I'm waiting for that streak to end. What, the losing streak? Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, he, he's the new age Barry Horowitz. Yeah, you know who that is. Yeah, yeah I've heard him. I thought it was really going to end at the Raw after Mania. I really thought it was going to end there. That's the, if you're going to do it, that's the perfect crowd to do it in front. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he he's an employee who's getting paid to do what he's doing, and I mean, obviously, he doesn't have any issue with it. So, hey. no, I guess I'm. He was. I was reading something one time. They wanted him to lo- uh, win, mm-hmm. but I think it was on like main event or something. And he's like, "No." He's like, "No." Like he, he's pretty much agreeing, kind of like what I'm saying. If I'm gonna win, let it be on like a raw or like you know what I mean. Don't blow it on main event. Yeah, something big. Yeah, I agree. Why, why, why blow it on main event? Who watches main event? I don't. <laughs> I don't. And it is not like to say that is a bad product. It's just like you know, yeah. wrestling is just. So much and so few at the same time. What I mean by that is like easy the ease of access. WWE is on, you know, regular cable and shit. You can watch that every week. And then damn this app, the WWE app makes it even more accessible and whatnot. And um they ain't really nothing. I mean, they got the fight app and all those other places that you can watch all the other stuff, but it's just like in a way it still seems a bit harder to try to look that stuff up and use that shit or whatever. I mean, maybe we just conditioned this way or whatever, but I just feel like that the WWE stuff is more convenient to watch rather than everything else. Even though it's all good and everything, I want to watch this stuff, but it's just like, man, do I really feel like searching for this? Do I feel like trying to find torrent links for some of this other stuff and all this other bullshit <laughs> streaming yeah, services? Exactly. So, alright. I mean, yep. So, I think that is the end of all the questions. It is the end of an era as far as question goes. So um, if you want to submit questions <laughs> so if you want to submit questions into the show, you could do so on Twitter by following wrestling is trash at wrestling be trash and you can use the hashtag wit talk. That's a W-I-T-T-A-L-K tag that with your questions so I can Shuffle and find those pretty easy. Or you can email them in to mail at wrestlingistrash.com. And shit, if you want to get fancy with it or whatever, if you want to use your voice to be a part of the show and ask questions as well, you could do so at 304-825-5762. That is 304-825-5762. So call in and leave me some questions and whatnot. Email me, leave me some questions and whatnot, or tweet at us using the hashtag WitTalk for your questions and whatnot. There's a lot of whatnots going on right now. So we're going to ease right in to our next topic, our next section of the show. And when I say ease, I mean it also smoothly and sensually and whatnot. <laughs> There's some more whatnots for you. So, insert sexual chocolate music. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm gonna do that right here. <laughs> you hear it playing? Just, you just it's enveloping the background right now. Um, somebody that we want to talk about, something that we want to call uh, waterfall mania. Um, I, th- this is what I've been thinking about. Why the music plays so softly in the background? Um, what do you think about we end up somebody? Or we bring up somebody for this segment. You know, we talk about them, whatever. And then I think after so many episodes, we do like some type of bracket thing. We bring it to the audience and uh, we'll pair them up with an opponent and we let them vote on who you think will win the match and so on and so forth. And then we build up to a no shit waterfall mania with the um, final participants and whatnot. I like that. I like that a lot. I just thought about that just now as the music plays so softly and sensually in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but um, first up on the docket um, is a lovely young lady that goes by the name of Carly Perez. Um, most of you may know her from the early iteration of NXT or maybe even Florida Championship Wrestling as Maxine. Um, most of you currently would know her now as Katrina on Lucha Underground. So we're gonna bring this to the table 
waterfall style with the sensual music playing in the background. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what do you think about her? I mean, first of all, visually, she's pleasing on the eyes. But uh, when I yeah, first, she's, she's, yeah. she's, she's kind of attractive. Yeah, I guess. Kind of. What you mean, kind of? Hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me, let me let me stop this sensual music right here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but um, seriously though, when I first saw her on um the fir- the early iterations of NXT and whatnot, um, I thought that she was different from everybody else that was on there. It's just like, cause f- if I'm correct, I think that what they had like Caitlyn and Oksana and Naomi, I believe. Naomi, Oof, Naomi, that's a, that's a different waterfall for a different date. Um, but. <laughs> She, in a way, it's just like, I don't know, it's just, she had more confidence in her from what I remember anyway. I haven't went back and looked at the footage, but she still sticks out in my mind. It's like somebody, if that early iteration of NXT wasn't what it was, if it was like some other form of like in-ring competition, I believe that uh, she probably could have won it. You know, if it was like tournament style or some shit like that, I believe she could have won that. Yeah, no, she's talented. She's definitely a hundred percent talented. And um, as far as her uh, character acting and everything is in uh, Lucha Underground, she's one of the mainstays as far as character goes. Lucha Underground has been around for four seasons. Um, I think they're about to wrap up this um last one here, and she's still kicking in the jab. And I haven't put eyeballs on the fourth season. I'm still kind of <laughs> wrapping up season three because. I thought by now they would have put it on Netflix like season one to season two. So that's why I held out so long to try to seek it out and watch it. But they haven't done that yet. I don't know why. I wish they would. Because this this goes back to what I was saying before about shit being easy and accessible or whatever. You know? So yeah. I'm behind. But um, what, Yeah, I'm all, I'm all over the place for Lucha. Yeah, so uh, what, what are your thoughts and opinions of uh, Miss Carly Perez, a.k.a. Katrina, aka Maxine. Like I said, I think what we were saying earlier, you know, wrong place, wrong time. The time to be a WWE, if you're talking strictly WWE, mm-hmm. to be a WWE female superstar. Now, they have so much opportunity, you know, the revolution, the evolution, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, this is the time. So hopefully she gets her chance to come back. But from what I've seen of her, she's very, very talented. She's got what it takes, she's got the look. You know, she's got the moves, you know. Maybe she's something a little they were her and Selena Vega, maybe. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I just, they're very talented. Like I said, back in the day, even the male side of NXT, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. You know what I mean? No, no real great, great people came from it. Some great people did, but not like all-stars, you know. Yeah. Female side, a few more did with AJ. You know, she became huge. Caitlyn's coming back. Obviously, Naomi's huge now. In so, many ways. Maybe with another, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe with another opportunity, I think she'd have exactly what it takes. Yeah, I, I, I'm down for the the progression and everything. I know um, for a time, you know, her time away um, from WWE because that was where she was uh, originally trained. She was tra- trained down in uh, FCW, and you know, yep. rolled into NXT and so on and so forth. So she's been with the company since I believe uh, 2009. And then she left. Um, I think in twelve she finished with WWE. Yeah, something like that. So it was. Yeah, I think uh, she had like a good twelve. I mean, twelve, three, four years stint. Yeah, so it was um, from Florida Stamp- Championship Wrestling, two thousand nine. She first came there, and then it was uh, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Okay, so she had a few years, so not enough to make, especially during that time. That's when women's wrestling wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. And then um, she competed for a little while in uh, 2014 for Impact, which is now known as Impact, but TNA. And yeah, TNA. Uh, she was on a one-night-only uh, all-women's pay-per-view that they had, which now WWE is hip to the train and trend of TNA wrestling, <laughs> and they're doing their first yeah. all-women's pay-per-view. It's just going to be a lot bigger of a hit. Yeah. So, I mean, she had some time um, on the independent circuit. I mean, you um, talk about you seen her in Rhode Island or whatever. They reference this here on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. But, uh, I saw that back back in the hometown. Yeah, but she's been with she you. Got a little, she, she got a little acting career. 
yeah yeah she got a couple movies under her belt and whatever i was gonna bring that up uh, like her time away from uh wwe and um in between the time she went to impact she um signed with a modeling agency got a couple movie roles and um did a little bit of modeling and whatnot so i mean I, I didn't look at these pictures out of respect for my wife but i can only imagine on the inside of my mind what you know that would uh look like those modeling gigs and calendars and whatnot see that could that could be another thing too i mean we need to come up with a all-time waterfall calendar and uh, make us a, a whole year worth of waterfalls and whatnot. Just put all kinds of our favorite female professional wrestlers on the calendar and, you know, count down the days. It'll be waterfall day every day, much like Rusev Day. <laughs> I, I can think of a waterfall calendar off the top of my head. All right, go ahead. Give me 12 right now. So, uh, not in any particular order. Just okay. months, I guess January. Mm-hmm. Gotta, go, gotta go with the love, you know, Alexa Bliss. Uh-huh. February, Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. So March in there with some Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. April, Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? May, May, Paige. Mm-hmm. June. Uh, let me let me see here. Let me see here. June. Probably. Uh, you remember the cat? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Jerry Lawler, <laughs> ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta love her. Uh, what is that? July. Was that June or May? That was June. Uh, July, July. Uh, Kelly Kelly. Uh-huh. Trying to think where we at. August. Always um, oh, had a little thing for AJ. Mm-hmm. September. Uh, let me think here. Yeah. I'm trying to think more. Uh, maybe Lana. Lana, okay. Uh, October. Yeah. October. Let me think here. Let me think here. Trying... Uh, Corey Wilson. All right. November. Um, give me a second on this one. I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of a really good one. Uh, what'd you say? November. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte. Okay. And who you rounding and out the year with in December? I should. I should have finished with Alexa. But um, <laughs> let me think here. Um, maybe Becky. Becky. All right. Cool. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that calendar. I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I don't know. But all in all, as far as um, her future in professional wrestling, if she chooses to be, do you ever think there will be a return to WWE at some point? And if so, and if so, how would you bring her in? She wasn't big enough to go straight to main roster. So you know she's going to go back to NXT, which is fine. Because look at someone like Drew McIntyre, who came back, who was very well known on the main roster. Went through NXT. He said he wanted to go the right way, and he did. And now look at him. He's definitely going to be a future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say NXT. But you can never rule out a comeback. You can't. You can't. You can't. Look at Shawn Michaels. He's coming back. Well, you know why he came back. You yeah, know, and that, that and that'll, that'll that go, yeah, that goes back to what I said about The Undertaker. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, getting on the dude for providing for his family and you know, securing his future. So, <laughs> yeah, that's why Brock Lesnar going. That's Saudi money. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that'll probably be his last one for a while. Yeah. So now after DC. So now, um, as we uh, close down the um, arena for Waterfall Mania this evening, um, before I before I even really close it out, I, I like to kind of expand upon. I'm cashing in. Oh, you son of a bitch! All right, you know why I dig brown dress shoes is because they go with just about anything. I mean, have you ever seen uh, a black uh, slacks with a grayish? Uh, button up shirt and you got the brown shoes on the bottom to kind of accent it to set it off and then you get a good pair of socks to go with them brown shoes to kind of you know make the outfit pop you know I got a pair of taco dress socks in my drawer right now I mean what you got I mean I got a tie up in there that's all black but when you stand in the light you got a little accents in different designs on it when the lights hit it just right and then you know that's all fine and dandy, but the crux of the whole thing, the whole thing that pulls it together are those brown shoes. Because even if you don't think they match what I just described to you, you're going to see these brown shoes and be like, that motherfucker got some fly-ass brown shoes on right now. So, 
Bam. 20 seconds. <laughs> I figured <laughs> I was waiting for you to drop in some Deadpool dress socks. I do. I do have some. But that's what came to say. my that that's what came to my mind at the time. <laughs> I got right, some, so back on closing. I got some Deadpool socks and I got some Punisher socks. <laughs> okay, okay. But um yeah, but in closing, and you know, just based on her performance that she's putting in at Lucha Underground. You know, um, she's pretty much a manager of Valet um, at, uh, um, you know, and she does get somewhat physical, I think, here later on in the later seasons of the show. But if she was to go straight to the main roster, I wouldn't be opposed to her being a valet or a manager for somebody. Yeah, no, I, I can concur with that. Yeah. So uh, we got that on out of the way. Um, we'll just put her in the um, column A over here. Um, I guess next time we record or whenever I record somebody, whoever they bring to the table for the um, Waterfall Mania segment, um, that'll be her first opponent in that bracket. Okay, okay. So uh, the final topic of the show before we close out and ride off into that good evening or night or wherever you're listening to this at um, the go the fuck home segment. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about incorporating some cool music here or something. You know, maybe I can find something to where it utters the words go the fuck home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you brought somebody to the chopping block. Who, who who we got on the table this evening? Kane. Kane. Re- Re- Pyro. <laughs> Reason being is he's got so much going on right now. He's a great talent. He has all these records. He's done it all. You know, he still can do it, but you can tell his body's more in that political shape now. He's got that round body going now. Chest hair popping out. He's not looking as good as he used to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell why he's doing it because WWE's always been his home. Probably makes his, like, you know, political figure not look better, obviously, but yeah. more people are going to get to know him. But if Kane's got, if he's going to focus on that, I think Kane's just got to hang it up. He's had an amazing career. Think of maybe one more big feud mm-hmm. right off in the sunset. Yeah, I mean, and, and I agree with you or whatever. But let, let's let's think about this. You know how I riffed and ran it about the Undertaker um, last episode or whatever. Um, Kane is actually older than the Undertaker, like in real life. Yeah. But as far as the two goes, Kane has been, um, I, I guess, maintaining better. You know, being in better shape and. Um, I believe if those two were to put on a match against each other, which in my fantasy mind is how I, you know, originally envisioned the Undertaker and Kane retiring, they would retire each other in some kind of a buried alive match where they fucking try to choke, double choke slam each other and they both fall in the grave and they dirt fall on them and that'd be the end of them motherfuckers. They'd never come <laughs> back again. But um, yeah, it's just like he's been the better athlete out of the two you know as far as physically fit and whatnot but i mean just like you said man it's 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 the end it's time for these motherfuckers to go the fuck home i know you got to come in and get your saudi money get, get rub, rub yourself down in oil and whatnot and all these other antiquities they got over there but this should set you up for show you know all the money that you make from this this should put you in a good position to stay your ass the fuck home. Go the fuck home and stay there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially- I don't know, though. Yeah, like, I don't know, though, but... So, let me ask you this. I've got a couple of questions for you before mm-hmm. we go. Who do you... At the rate... Because every year we kept saying Taker's done, Taker's done. Too. Like, we thought with Reigns, he was done. He's mm-hmm. what? wrestled three matches since? Yeah. So, who do you really... What do you really see? Realistically, not fantasy. How do you see the career of the Undertaker ending? Do you see him losing one more? Because he lost, and he's still fighting. He's doing the tag match and all that. Mm-hmm. So do you see Taker being one of the few who might go out with a win? Like, how kind of how Edge uh, retained the title at Mania and then retired that Tuesday? I don't know. I mean... It's a loyalty thing with him from what we've seen. You know, it's just like... As long as his body can take it, he's been showing up and performing. So, I mean, it's just a matter of when the hell he decides he's done. And um, as far as a way that he would go out, I would, you know, I would just, I wouldn't care. 
You know, if he won or lost, I wouldn't care. The most key important thing for me is the motherfucker go the fuck home. You know, it's just long. It's so like, let me ask scenario, scenario. Mm-hmm. Comes back, say wins the rumble, wins the title shot in Mania. Mm-hmm. Wins the belt at Mania. That's this whole, you know, on the knee, raises the belt thing. Then leaves the belt in the ring. You know, leaves it all nice and flat in the middle of the ring and walks off and never comes back. Would you be fine with that as a fan? Yeah, and I wouldn't cry this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That makes two of us. Son of a bitch. I, honestly, I think that's a good way he should go out. Realistically, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I really don't see them, you know, but you never know. But I wouldn't mind seeing that. But it's like at this point, like he's already confirmed he's going to do 35 next uh, year. All right. So Who do you see him facing? I, I don't know, but like to answer my question real quick. I didn't watch that match at the Super Showdown, but who won? So Triple H won, but the reason he won is our favorite word we always say, shenanigans. Shenanigans. So, <laughs> right right before the match started, it got announced as a no disqualification, no hold barred match, which pretty much Undertaker needs at this point in his yeah. career in every single match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all shenanigans all the way, but um, what happened was, I believe, I can't remember the exact ending, but Undertaker was getting ready to tombstone, I want to say Michaels, I want to say, got hit in the face with the sledgehammer, then from there, I think into a sweet chin music, to a pedigree, pedigree to yeah. the win. So, he lost, but due to shenanigans. That's what set up. And then at the end, you know, all four of them hugged it out, did the arm racing thing, and then uh, double choke slam, tombstones, like, brothers, the destruction went off on DX. And that's yeah. why on Monday, DX said, we're back and we're going to fight them. At, uh, Crown Jewel. Yeah. All right. You know, I was thinking about it while you said what you said and whatnot. For me, you know, win or loss, um, I think what you said was a good scenario, you know, but, you know, what I I would add the caveat to it. So, like, hey, I, you know, I won the Rumble. Um, I, I'm challenging whoever for the title, you know, and I just want to know if I can do it again. That'd be the promo leading up to the whole to the Rumble to everything. I just want to know if I still got enough left in me to win that title. And if I don't, yep. if I lose, I retire. And then, you know, even if he win, he can be like, you know what? I did win, but I don't think I have enough in me to defend this title. So I'm going to just leave this motherfucker here and I'm going to go the fuck home and stay the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it is. That's how, I, that's how I booked it in my mind. Either way, it go with your scenario. <laughs> But with the storyline, what they're trying to do, that's, I, I don't know who would win the tag team match, but I think they're trying to build up to one more Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. Rumor is they want to have it at Survivor Series, which would make sense. That's the next pay-per-view after the Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they can make that last all the way to Mania, those two part-timers. That'd be kind of hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's what, I, that's what I was leading into next. What do you see the mania card kind of being out. Obviously we still got plenty of time. It's only October. I know we mentioned the other day, only realistic, not realistic, but predicament, I guess you could kind of guess right now is maybe the Miz or Daniel Bryan winning the rumble and maybe one of them fighting each other for the title. Yeah. And that's honestly what I want to see or some semblance of that. Maybe even a triple threat with AJ. Yeah. But I think if they're going to go mania, I think they're going to do just Bryan and Miz. Yeah. And I'm and I'm down with that. And then you know, it's just, I don't know where they're going with this universal title because obviously they're going to have the triple threat: Lesnar, Reigns, and Strowman. I imagine Reigns probably pins Strowman, and then I don't know who Reigns could you know who's even looking good for in line. Yeah. And then that's, like we said the other day, like do we really think Ambrose is the one that's going to turn heel? Yeah. Like so, we both kind of agreed maybe they'll do it with Roman. I hundred. I want to say it's not going to happen, though, because of how he is the face of the company. But, hey, man, every face has been a heel. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, but not not at this point in the game. Even Cena, when he was a heel, he was a heel in the very beginning. But once he got that title, when was Cena have a WWE champion in a heel? Now, see, that's the thing. I mean, this, we talk about heel and face and all this stuff. I mean, there's more to just. <sighs> all right. Cena has been a heel. It's just like the way he went about the things. Like um, when he was trying to get in for um, 
this past WrestleMania, you, all the shit that he was trying to do to um, get title opportunities or just get on spot on the card. He was doing some heel shit, you know? Yeah, he was. And then, like, even in his promo and his mannerisms, he did some heel shit. But it's just like, it's John Cena. So it's like, it's different than anything else, you know? So what do you see? What do you see for Mania? Which, like, where do you see? Reigns will probably, I bet you Reigns loses the title at Mania. I, and I, um, I would not be against that. But I mean, th- th- this is the crux about this. This is the crux about doing this wrestling podcast. I mean, I just want to talk with you and bullshit about wrestling stuff and whatnot. But it's like the past couple of weeks, other than the pay-per-views have been put on i hadn't been watching it i only been catching up through highlights that's why i'm sitting there asking you who won the fucking match at the super showdown and shit you know because honestly i turned that motherfucker on and i was falling asleep not because i watched it at his original airtime i watched it at leisure on my own time and i was just sitting there trying to watch this shit and i was falling asleep (laughs) yeah that's one of the things when they do these pay-per-views overseas the card's kind of predictable on who's going to win. Yeah. Because I, I, I felt that Buddy Murphy was going to win. I felt that damn Iconic. the Iconics were going to win. You know? You knew at least one of them was going to win. Yeah. but You know, just to get that hometown pride. But you knew, like, the New Day was going to win. Just like Super uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble. It was kind of obvious. Maybe not Strowman winning the actual Rumble itself, but like, I doubt they were going to have Reigns' big moment of winning the Universal title being Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Could they have done it and it went over well? Probably. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that. And then um, they got all, you know, I don't watch the news or whatever, but there's some, some shit going on in Saudi Arabia right now. And, like, politicians and senators and shit are urging WWE not to go over there and perform now. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen with that? You think they're going to cancel it? Not if they have any contracts or already took some money. <laughs> They're going to have to go and f- fulfill their obligations. Yeah, and then, I, I don't know, I think it could be dangerous, but not as dangerous as they're making it seem. But, hey, we'll find out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for Mania. Like I said, I'm 100% going this year. So I, you know, but this is the one time, like we've said before in the past, that this time you can kind of predict the card a little. The only thing you can 100% know is going to be on that card is Rousey and Flair. Yeah. And this is, um, I said this way back when I was hosting um, the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. Um, I said originally, so it was almost about a year ago, that we would be ten five to 10 years away from women main eventing a WrestleMania. And the way the cards are now, the way things stand, I believe they can do it this year. Yeah. It's just the thing is, I wonder how they're going to go about it. Like we were saying, they might not do the whole heel face thing, but will that be Rousey's defining moment of losing? Or because Rousey's over. And mm-hmm. you got to admit, Rousey's doing pretty good. Yeah. She's doing good. So it's like, is that going to be, you know, I don't. I think Rousey has to run through the whole roster. I don't think Rousey should lose at Mania next year. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know. I know they're on different brands, but that's what the Royal Rumble is for. Uh, whoever wins, and that's they get what to sucks. Pick. So that if that's the case, and it's all like this, that means Flair's going to win it. Mm-hmm. Which know. we both said we don't. We know she doesn't need that. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a slippery slope or whatever. But it, if you know this beats my five with uh, this is within five years. So I mean, if any time to do this, you know, right off the women's evolution pay-per-view and all this other shit this would be the first time this year you know up and coming uh wrestlemania i think the women can main event it because i mean roman and the shield and all these other motherfuckers is tied up doing all that shit over there and it's obvious that the universal title isn't like a big thing right now because it's tied up in all kind of other shit that's going on all these plots and storylines with the shield and all this other bullshit so that's over there doing that brock lesnar i don't think he's gonna be a determining factor in any of that going forward and then damn so that eliminates that title you know being uh closing that the show then you got the wwe title over there you know flip-flopping around uh maybe with 
Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan or AJ retaining and um, they finding all kind of ways if they're going to keep it on AJ for a while to, you know, keep him fresh and, you know, exciting and everything. I mean, he could do it in the ring, but it's just like the promos is like kind of dragging him down a little bit. And then, you know, it's, it's with any champion. It doesn't matter who has the fucking title. It doesn't matter. It can be your favorite wrestler of all time have the goddamn title. But if they had that motherfucker too long, you're going to start getting tired of it. You're like, well, I want somebody else to get an opportunity. I want somebody else to win or some shit like that. It's always yeah, going to be like I was, that. I was pulling for Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. But like in the back of our mind, well, you know, mine specifically, because as soon as the thing was brought up about CM Punk and his reign and given the length of time that he's held on to this belt, you know, you go into every match like, well, I mean, this is going to be a good match, him and Samoa Joe, but Joe ain't winning. Because they're trying to be that punk shit. And that shouldn't be even, I mean, even though it's a rumor and it's what people are saying, but it's kind of true in a way. Because, I mean, look at Brock and how long he had that. And then look at them now with this. And then look at the New Day when they beat Demolition's record. You know, so. Every in all records, that's uh, P. Dunn. He's had the UK title for over 500 days. Yeah, well, he's going to be the guy. Because, I mean, that belt just poofed into existence. And, you know, he's the, only the second person to hold it, and he's had it the longest. <laughs> yeah, and because that Tyler Bate didn't have it that long. Nah, he won it at the tournament. And then um, I think they went to a takeover or two, and takeover, he lost and I it. I think he lost right then and there. Yeah, and he's had, he's had it ever since. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's gone with it. And then this Wednesday, I think uh, they start the new NXT UK show. Yep, I believe so. Yeah. Speaking of NXT, I'm a huge Ricochet fan. Yeah, I'm glad you got to see this guy because, I mean, he's pretty damn good. He is amazing. I've watched that match with him and Adam Cole at TakeOver at least like five times already. Yeah, I'm catching up on my NXT because that's kind of how I do. I get left behind, then a TakeOver will come up. I watch the TakeOver, then I go back and watch everything leading up to TakeOver. So I'm ass backwards. <laughs> If that's the only thing, Triple H is doing such great things with NXT, and then they get to the main roster and they flop. Mm, it sucks sometimes, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, like I don't see, like I can't think on who's NXT right now. That's huge. That'll actually be huge in the main roster. I don't know. See, and that's why I believe they're doing all these different brands and different shows now to like have other people saved from the main roster they can just go be great somewhere else <laughs> like they better not throw adam cole and ricochet on 205 lock yeah. well i mean they're they're way too good for that <laughs> I, I don't know man that's because like you say that and i'm not against that given the way the main roster is right now you know because i mean you can bring them up but where would you put them same thing with Velveteen. Yeah, I'm not you saying bring them up, up right now. I heard the, so let me ask you this. I heard the next rumor call up of NXT, because they usually do about two a year. Yeah. Obviously, we're off to Mania and then around Survivor Series, November. Mm-hmm. If that's true and they're doing one next month, who do you see maybe getting called up? Oh. I'm thinking like maybe EC3. Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, what he, he doesn't need a long NXT run. They know his background. Yeah. I, so I could see someone like him getting a call up. Yeah, and just just based on his work that he done in um, Impact prior to coming here and everywhere else, I believe he could have went straight to the main roster. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. I know he wants to fight Cena at Mania, and Cena's even talked about it, so that could be a potential match. Yeah. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, because I, I believe like he doesn't really mesh with what's going on down at NXT. And I believe he can He's probably, a main roster guy. Yeah. He made himself that way. Yeah, he's great. I, I like EC3. Yeah. But you gotta think, look at all these NXT call-ups that are flat. Like, Almas. What is Andrade seeing Almas doing? He and is the, so great, and he's just yeah. in catering. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> there's so, so much we can get into. But unfortunately, we gotta wind this down. <laughs> Yeah, it comes that time. Yeah, so um, uh, first episode 
in the books with a guest and you know we're trying to incorporate a, a whole bunch of different elements we're trying to give this thing some structure some stability but it's not working out from what you heard so far um <laughs> but it'll get better in time you know i mean this, this is our in, this is our training ground right now we're training right now we um trying to get ourselves some indie bookings you know so we can get our feet wet and everything and learn the craft and whatnot of um a, a good uh wrestling podcast so i mean it's it's gonna come a time to when um we'll get to hang up we will learn how to run the ropes uh take a couple back bumps and whatnot a couple drop kicks you know combination number one number two number three we'll get it we'll get it we'll swing into it then we'll eventually be doing 450 splash yeah i'm trying to do that uh 630 like ricochet man yeah i know that shit's insane yeah and then this is like he rolls and rotates so much that he damn just pops right back up on his feet, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> the front flips out of the ring onto the ramp. He, this dude, the one <laughs> and only. We'll play his music right here. <laughs> I love, I love his music actually. But um, on behalf of uh, Nick Anacelli and myself, B Rob, for wrestling is trash. We'll bid you a fond adieu and we'll see you next time thank you very much